The NRL season starts this weekend and it is in Las Vegas. Uh, unusual event. I mean, we've known about this for months, but uh, it's finally here. And to preview it all and oh, to chat it. to us all about it, he's a great friend of ours uh, from Fox Sports uh, NRL. That's Matty Russell. And we say good evening. G'day, Matty. G'day, man. I loved your play-on song there. Are you ready for a good time? Let me tell you, plenty of my Fox League colleagues are ready for a good time. They're in Las <laughs> Vegas. It's going to be uh, an extravaganza to but, open the weekend. A couple of games, but plenty of fun around the two footy games. But you're not there. No, only the superstars get to go. I, I'm, I got sent to Queanbeyan last weekend. I, they had a choice. Do we send Russell to Las Vegas or Queanbeyan? And I got sent to Queanbeyan. Let me tell you, the Queanbeyan Leagues Club and, and the MGM Grand, only their mothers can tell them apart. <laughs> Matt, it's, it was here. What, quickly on Queanbeyan, you probably would have dropped into the racetrack around there. That's uh, not a bad little track. But uh, we see you're probably lucky you're not over in, in Vegas. And we thought earlier that it might be the players that – uh, might get in a bit of strife, but uh, when you send uh, that that NRL sort of contingent of uh, Hindmarsh and Co. and <laughs> over there, you're just asking for it, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. If you haven't seen their Fox League uh, special about Vegas, make sure you, you hunt it down because, geez, they found some uh, places to go to, whether it was driving a car at, at 200 k's an hour and being crook, whether it was machine gun Vegas to get the show going, the all-you-can-eat uh, restaurant where if you don't get through your meal, you get spanked by uh, uh, you know, someone afterwards. And they finished, and I think they tapped into every sleazy bar yeah. in Vegas. But... but uh, that was on a that was on a reconnaissance mission. Imagine what's going to happen with the real deal this week. The mind boggles. Well, that's the thing. The, the, the players are there, and obviously on strict behaviour uh, through the through the NRL uh, NRL powers that be. But uh, and, and we are seeing some good signs over there. Absolutely, the strict behaviour might be strictly don't get caught if you find trouble after the game. Don't get locked on the roof, right? Don't go to Mike Tyson's house. Don't get a facial tattoo. Don't get married in an Elvis church, you know, on a whim. Uh, but, but in all seriousness, the players, you know, they are treating it very seriously. I'm sure they'll... I know they are enjoying uh, being tourists and being sightseers, but there's also a, a big job to do. I'm really relieved that it's not a, a pre-season game or a trial, if you want to call it that. I'm glad it's a premiership game. Yeah. These contests are the real deal. At the end of the year, this is going to be one of the tightest competitions we've ever seen. I'm absolutely positive of that. But at the end of the season, the results in Las Vegas this weekend could decide whether these teams make the finals. Certainly whether they finish top four or or, or make the eight. Or So th- th- this is a big game for these teams, and that's exactly the way the administrators wanted it. They wanted to say, well, US, we are so serious. We're looking in for five years. We're going to put premiership points up for grabs. We're going to make this exactly what we see week in, week out, back here on in, in Australia. And I'm backing Peter Volandis. I'm an unabashed fan. Um, he, he's a, a can-do sort of guy. He's a dream big fella. He's a capitalist through and through. He wants the cash that the US has to offer. He wants the athletes the US throws up. He wants anything he can get from Las Vegas and the US, and I'm backing him to do it. And Matt, it's Joel here. At the end of the day, the game's gone over there to sort of grow itself in a in a new sort of audience. Um, how do you think the uh, the American viewership will uh, perceive our Australian game? 
it'll be a tough sell because they don't understand the rules. You know, anyone who watches NFL, for example, for the first time says, what the hell's going on here? More stoppages than startages. Um, and I'm sure that they will be taken aback by the fact that there's no padding. I, I think they'll like the speed. I think they'll like the collision element of it. It's probably the Australian sport that lines up closest to NFL. Um, so I think it will pique their interest. Uh, what we need to do is do it significantly enough that there's enough buy-in in terms of betting and uh, attending and wanting to follow from afar that, that it makes it worthwhile. Uh, the fact that they're going there for five years says that, you know, they're going to lose money big time year one, year two, year three. But Peter Volandis today says this might be a 20-year deal. We might be there for the next 50 years in some capacity. And he said, I think it's worth tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars to uh, the NRL. And if I can say already, even the hype surrounding going there, what, what price do you put on all the publicity that the NRL is getting because they're going to the, um, you know, the, the showtime centre of the universe, Las Vegas. If you've got a big show, you go to Las Vegas. And it's becoming the sporting mecca as well. It's long been a betting mecca. So, yeah, already I've got people asking me who, who aren't really league fans, how's that going to go? Why are they doing it? That's good, isn't it? That's big. That seems a bit out of the ordinary. So what price already do you put on, on the fact that, hey, blokes like you want to speak to blokes like me about the fact that the NRL is going to Las Vegas. Well, that's right, and that's exactly, you know, we got our attention to call you, Matty. That's uh, that's one of the reasons, and it's fascinating because, I mean, you, you go, go to Vegas, but, I mean, why, why not Adelaide or Perth or, you know, expand the game that way? Well, they'll say that we've already been there and we're going to continue to go there. Um, you know, Origin, they've taken that showpiece to Perth, uh, Optus Stadium over there, and Perth is very much on the expansion radar. Expansion is going to happen again in the NRL, according to Peter Valandi, sooner than later, and maybe not just an 18th team, maybe a 19th and 20th team down the next five to ten years. Perth might be first off the rank. So, you know, we are going there, and, and this is all about generating a new market that can help uh, breed that expansion so that, you know, Adelaide, Perth, Papua New Guinea, the Pacific, a second team in New Zealand, more teams in Brisbane uh, can all be discussed about knowing that the money is there to fund this expansion. Matt, do you do you buy into the AFL versus NRL sort of like argument or is that just a sort of a, a hype scenario and, and the NRL just needs to simply focus on being, being their own identity? I think it's a hype scenario. Um, you know, Peter Volandis bangs on his chest and says, we are the most watched sport in Australia. AFL might have the biggest crowds and lots of other boxes tick, but, you know, the, the, I think... Your point is a good one in that I don't think Peter Volandis loses sleep at night or, or rugby league players, fans, officials lose sleep at night because of the AFL. But what it does illustrate is that we've got numerous sporting codes uh, uh, competing in a very small market, 25 million people in Australia. Uh, so that's why they've gone to the US with 400 million people uh, to say, well, there are bigger markets elsewhere. So rather than worrying about who we're competing with in Australia, let, let's go and compete on a world stage and make this competition in Australia irrelevant because, hey, look at us now in, in 10, 20 years, look what we've got pouring into our coffers out of the US. Yes, no, it is. It's going to be great. Uh, now, just uh, I'll go locally now. Uh, the Melbourne Storm. Uh, we saw they they kick off their their preseason or their their game in Fiji last last weekend and had a nice win. Uh, what are we expecting from them this year? 
um, continued excellence. They've got standards that are unmatched, I believe, around the league. Um, but they might not be contending for the top two finish at the end of the season, if, if I'm looking into my predictions now. But they'll be in the top eight in what could be Craig Bellamy's final season, what we think is his final season in the NRL. Uh, and if they're in the top eight... Uh, with Craig Bellamy saying, yep, these are my last few games as Melbourne Storm coach, then I give them a chance to go on a run to win the comp. Uh, they might be a little skinny in, when it comes to the middle forwards. That you know That's been uh, highly advertised and even spoken about in Melbourne uh, headquarters, that you know they'll need their middle forwards to really fire up. Big Nelson, Asafa Solomona, big uh, Christian Welch through the middle. They, they need to contend with some pretty mean, ugly packs around the league. Um <laughs> So if they, if they can hold their own there, they've got this spine that can deliver. You know, Munster, Hughes, Pappenhausen, Harry Grant. It really is one of the best spines in the league. They just need to be given at least a 50-50 footing through the middle, and that's where their forward pack will have to aim up. And you said, uh, you mentioned the excellence of the organisation. As a, a commentator, reporter, uh, a person that's, sort of inside the sanctum a lot can you notice do you notice that like is it, is it fairly glaring that um that organization is really sort of a, a, at the top of the game i'll give you a little example of that of just just professionalism something that you wouldn't dream about when it comes to winning football games uh regularly i go down there and um because i'm based in in sydney fly down to melbourne Part of your job is to do the pre-game interviews with, with um, coaching staff and players. Now I've got, I'm lucky enough to um, know Craig Bellamy, and, and he knows me, so it's no surprise when he says "g'day, Matt." But but the way that he treats you is, you know, top class. Uh, there'll be a little inquiry beforehand. Uh, what do you want to talk to Craig about? Just so he can prepare his answers and give you the best answer. Uh, and they might come back and say, oh, mate, that question regarding player A, he's actually not playing tonight. So uh, we're trying to keep that under wraps, but you might want to drop a different question in there. And all of a sudden you think, wow, that, that's that's good. And then a player will come out who uh, is, you know, a rookie or someone new, uh, puts his hand out, looks you in his eyes and says, g'day, Matt. Now, I don't think for a moment that he knows who I am. Um, he's got a million things on his plate rather than knowing who every single person from Channel 9, uh, from Fox Sports uh, and whoever else is doing interviews in that media area before a game is. But they all come out briefed to know who they're speaking to and they give them respect. And I think to myself that, that that's the sort of standard that then translates to the footy field. You know, um, that, that's the sort of example that I, that I think you can understand why they don't skip things at training. They know what they're going to do in a game because everything is looked after and prepared for. And uh, Matt, you mentioned uh, Ryan Pappenhausen before and the importance of him to the Melbourne Storm team. Uh, will he be back ready and firing for uh, round one this year? Well, given what we saw in that, in that trial game... Um, to open the trials, in fact. So week one of the pre-season challenge, I thought, wow, I didn't think Pappenhausen would be back until round one, maybe a few rounds into the season after his injury last year. Then news came out, they know he's going to play in the pre-season, and then news came out, he's actually playing in the first game, and then we watched him um, be on the end of a fantastic Melbourne try, maybe the best try of week one of the the pre-season, when he was on the end of a Jonah Pezzett kick, we saw the acceleration, we saw the speed as he blew past the other defenders to win the race to the ball and score. So, yeah, Ryan Pappenhausen, um, surely Lady Luck is due to give him yeah. a kiss on the yeah. backside this season. Yeah. The injuries are behind him now, surely. Uh, <laughs> surely. And, and he hasn't lost his speed. He has not lost his speed. So, 
um, that will be a great lift to the club. Yeah, well, let's hope he, he, he prevails now. Just uh, just quickly on the NBL final series, they kick, oh, tipped off tonight. Uh, you're in front of your TV. What's going on? Well, I'm looking at the uh, Tassie uh, Jack Jumpers lead the Illawarra Hawks, who are fighting hard, and, and they were down by 16 points. They've got it back to nine, and that's one of the things that Justin Tatum, their new coach, has been really big on. They play for the new coach. I thought he was unlucky not to be coach of the year. Congratulations, Dean Bickerman. No arguments really from me there, but uh, what a story. They were two and seven when mm. Justin Tatum took over. They were last. They were a car wreck, and now they've surged into fourth position. He's got a three-year deal in his back pocket and here they are in the finals about to cut it to a seven point margin against uh, Tasmania in Tasmania I think tonight's a free swing for the Hawkies because if they if they lose they're back home on Monday against the winner of the next game we see tonight and that is Sydney at home to New Zealand. That's an elimination game. The winner of that will play the loser of this uh, Hawks-Jack Jumpers game. And that's how we decide who goes on and plays in semi-finals against... Um Melbourne and Perth, the top two teams. So it's going to be an absorbing final series. We're at the play-in stage. Then we've got the semis or the playoffs, as they call them. Then the five-game championship series for the title. Melbourne are favourites because they finished on top. But, boy, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers might say something about that. Perth have looked good under John Rilly. And, hey, who says the Hawks can't complete the fairy tale and go all the way? Oh, there you go. I knew you'd be right behind them. You've been following them all year. So... (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Hey, uh, Matty, we might have to leave it there, mate. Uh, we've got to keep moving, but I uh, really appreciate you jumping on the phone and giving us some time. Uh, yeah, good luck for the uh, weekend, and bad luck you didn't get to Vegas, mate. I'm, I'm rooting for you to go next year, mate. Well, with a view to Vegas, always go black. If you win, you'll never go back. <laughs> Very good. Appreciate it, mate. See you, boys. See you, mate. Fantastic. There, Matt Russell from Fox Sports NRL. Uh, and, well, what a fantastic uh, weekend install there with two games, so uh, both on Sunday, 1.30pm start for the Sea Eagles and Rabbitohs, and then a 3.30 start between the Roosters and the Broncos. So they're the four lucky teams that go over.